This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with George Niang. In July, George will be back in Ames for his annual basketball camp and charity golf outing. He's coming off a very good season with the Utah Jazz, a season where he feels like he grew a lot as a player and as a person. We hope you'll enjoy our visit with George Niang. George, a really successful season for you. It seems like to me that each year in the league you've taken a, a nice step forward. You've got to be pleased that it's you know trending in the right direction like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think it's, um, it's been great for me, the learning experiences that I've had to go through just to get to where I'm at this year and in my career. And uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. I think when you have to work and and grind for things, it it makes for a a sweeter sweeter situation. So I'm definitely excited with all the work that I've put in, all the people that have taken the time to help me get better and and make my career, uh, you know, starting in a successful trend. As you get older, do you kind of understand how to maybe streamline your work so that you're, I don't want to say wasting time, but you're focusing on the right things to get better? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely different from being at Iowa State where, uh, you know, a, a night out on Welch and then Jeff's Pizza to top it off isn't going to be very successful for you at the next level. So uh, I think it's been good for me to learn how to take care of my body, whether that's doing yoga or stretching or getting the right amount of sleep at night. I think it's really benefited me in, in my career and being able to play at the highest level. Where do you think your game grew the most this year? Um, you know, I, I honestly think my ability to, to make shots is, is really what uh, kept me on the floor this year. So I would say just always being prepared whenever thrown in the game to make shots and, and make things happen um, was huge for me. But I think the area that happened to, to come uh, further along for me was just my confidence. Just getting out there and uh, being confident in uh, myself, my game, and everything that I could do made uh, made everything easy for me uh, this year, and I I couldn't be more happy with how it turned out. Obviously, we wanted to win more, but you know, Houston is a real good team, and, and they're doing well in the playoffs. Well, for you to play in the playoffs and play well, I, I mean, I would think for that in your mind that that kind of confirms for you you do have a role with this team. You are an important part of the organization. Uh, that had to be a really big step for you to not just be playing in regular season games, but to be playing out there with uh, the stakes as high as they were in the playoffs. Yeah, no, for sure. That was a that was a huge thing for me. For me to get out there and make it happen in the playoffs, I think, was, was something that um, I, I don't want to say solidifies anybody because in this league, you know, anything can happen. You can get traded. You can get released. You can be an odd man out. But uh, it definitely helped me uh, be more at ease knowing that, you know, this organization trusts me. They have a belief in me. And, they want to continue to see this through with their plan. Now that you've been in the league for a little while, kind of take me through maybe a handful of players around the league that you just really admire, whether they're your teammates or players that just are around the league that you just uh, appreciate, and, and and why? You know, I think there's one on my team that you know I can speak uh, volumes to because I see it uh, every day. Is Kyle Corver just as a as daily approach and how locked in solid he is and 
what he's seen in his day and to just come in every day to be uh, motivated to be the best player he can be day in and day out. I think that's that's huge. He's a stand-up guy. He always knows uh, the right things to say and, and, and feels the right things. I, I feel like he doesn't just say it just to say that these are the things he actually feels. And then, obviously, to run down a list of guys in the NBA, obviously you look up to guys like a, a Marvin Williams, a, a first-round pick, a, a seasoned vet that just comes to work every day, or a Damian Lillard, you look at his uh, situation in, in Portland and the whole Russell Westbrook situation where he just kept his mouth shut and just played his game and, and his winning games. I think those are guys you look up to and admire at this level. I was able to watch your uh, panel discussion, and I thought that was just a really thoughtful interaction between you guys about about the interaction between fans and players and kind of what's acceptable and uh, what's not in your eyes. And then I, I also thought that uh, the, the essay that Kyle followed up with was just awesome, really well written. That, I think you guys, between all that, it made the most of a, a, a what could have been a bad situation, turned it into a positive, and really opened some eyes for a lot of people. Did, did you kind of feel that there was a, the positive to be gained from that whole experience? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think um, we just wanted to uh, open people's eyes to what actually is going on. You know, I, I think... Sometimes the media can portray one thing to be another, but this is a you know a serious issue, and it's something that needs to be addressed. And we feel as players, with the platform that we're given, that we can address it to our to our youth. And I think that's where we need to start: is educating our youth on these issues and why they've happened, and how we can stop them, and how we can be better on a day-to-day basis. This obviously isn't going to be an overnight fix. This is going to be a long grueling process there's going to be ups there's going to be downs but you just want to put the thought out there to educate our youth just to know and and if one one person can educate two people and those two people can educate six people you know it, it ends up everybody ends up helping everybody so i think what with the um, reasoning behind that was was really smart especially the way kyle wrote it i don't think he could have put it in words any better than he did it was it was amazing, it was astonishing, and I couldn't be more proud to call Kyle a teammate and a friend. And, you, you know, it all centered around, obviously, well, not, not as much Kyle's essay, but, but just really the, the panel discussion you had, a lot of it had to do with uh, the Russell Westbrook situation in Salt Lake and a fan kind of overstepping his bounds. But you play in a, you've always been a guy who kind of interacts with the fans and wants to have some fun with them, so there's a kind of a fine line in there, isn't there? And, I mean... I think you, I would guess, really enjoy the idea of playing in a city like Salt Lake where the fans are so into it. It's almost like a college atmosphere. I think that adds a lot to to where you play. Yes. No, you know, I love engaging with the fans. I, I love seeing their passion and uh, all that they bring in. Salt Lake City is uh, amazing. You know, the, the fans in Utah are uh, second and none. They do a great job of showing up and showing out and, really being loud and, and cheering on their team. It was really unfortunate, the event that happened in, in Salt Lake, because that's not who the Utah Jazz fans are. I mean, obviously, sometimes you have bad apples and those get magnified, but Salt Lake City is a, a great place, great people, and um, I hope uh, people don't see what had happened uh, with that bad apple as something that's a regular thing in Salt Lake. You talked a little bit earlier about you know some of the challenges of just really treating your body like you know it is your profession it is your your livelihood so 
Tell me a little bit about the challenges, though. What are the biggest challenges of just being a professional athlete, period? And then, I mean, you've got so many guys standing in line that are really hoping to be able to take your job. I imagine you just can't assume anything. Yeah, no, I think the biggest thing is you really have to figure out what works for you. You have to come up with a, a daily routine that you're not going to waver from when it's raining and you don't feel like working. You're going to get in there and do your routine and stay on top of your game and be the best you can be because someone is always trying to take your job. There's 450 jobs in the NBA, and I could tell you there's thousands of people waiting at the door for you to fall down to come in and take your job. And you can't ever forget that. You can't ever get complacent. You can't ever get comfortable. You always have to be working on your game to be better and really push yourself to be the best you you can be. And that's um, and some, t- some days that's tougher than others, and other days it's, it's easy waking up and, and doing what you love. But you can't ever forget that you could uh, easily be replaced because someone is always working to come and take your job. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. How excited were you, George, just to see Cyclone basketball kind of get back to the level we'd become used to or maybe even spoiled by, but uh, to, to get back to that level this past season? Oh, man. Come on, J-Dub. You know, it was a, <laughs> it was a, thr- it was a thrilling experience to be able to talk some smack while uh while watching my cyclones uh take victories on the road win the big 12 tournament championship all that stuff is exciting and i I think you don't realize how important it is till you're out of school and you're i feel like your pride has stepped up to a whole nother level so it was uh it was thrilling to see them have a great year obviously you're happy for those young guys all the adversity that they had to go through this year really stepped up and showed their character uh, to get out there and, and compete and win games. I couldn't be happier to call myself a Cyclone and, and be part of uh, an alum, alumni uh, group that means so much. What's awesome for us is to have, you know, five of you guys playing in the NBA and all of you made the playoffs. I mean, with you and Naz and Monte and Deontay and, and Abdul, for all you guys to get the opportunity to showcase your talents in, in the playoffs was really, really cool. That, that has to be fun for you to see those guys as you, you know, carry on throughout the season to bump into your old teammates, I would think. Yeah, no, uh, that's great. You know, it's a funny thing that, you know, all of us were in the playoffs and in the Western Conference and the chatter around the league was, you know, how didn't Iowa State win a national championship? <laughs> they had five NBA guys uh, starting for them, you know, so that was the common joke. I said I was a, I was pretty bad defensively in college, so I'll take the blame for that. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think it's super cool that all of us, came in and talked about these dreams that we had of playing in the NBA and we finally um, you know finally got to see them through and then when you get to see it as close up as we did with you know being on the same court as someone you were going to class with or being in college with or in a in a apartment talking about your dreams I think it just all comes full circle and makes you feel that much better I think it's great that it shows the commitment that Iowa State had to us whether if it was the academic side, the athletic side, uh, the training staff that supported us and helped us chase our dreams, and we all got to see it through. I think what's really cool about that group of guys, yourself included, is even though you guys all had the dream of playing in the NBA, it didn't seem like you came to Iowa State 
thinking NBA necessarily. You were just trying to become the best players you could be at Iowa State, and that ultimately led to the NBA. How important a lesson is that just for the young guys to just be where you are, make the most of that opportunity where you are, and then kind of let things fall into place for your future? Yeah, I definitely want to speak on that. Uh, you know, I think at this point in, in your life, when you get to college, you you kind of, you know, take things for granted. You know, the schedule that you're given, the wake up at 6 a.m. to go lift, then go to class, then have lunch, then have practice. And, you know, your days are kind of planned out for you. And in, in the back of your head, you can be like, okay, I'm grinding, I'm working. In college, they plan everything for me, and I just show up, and everything works. And I, I feel like I can do that at the next level. I'm good enough to play at the NBA level. But what you forget is that you're put in real-life situations. You're put in with real-life problems. Um, so the biggest thing for me was going four years in college really nurtured and matured me uh, to be able to, to see things for what they are. Because if I didn't have the four-year experience, when I first got out, would I know that I needed a financial advisor to help me file my taxes? Do I know that, you know, FICA takes a third percent when I look at my pay stub? And uh, do I know how to pay my bills online for my apartment, knowing that, you know, if I don't pay them, I could get evicted? There's real-life problems. Even though you're given all this money, there's real-life problems that you need to learn how to deal with that being in college for three, four years helps you, helps you manage. And I, I think... Um, you never want to grow up too fast. And I think what we have at Iowa State is pretty amazing and uh, astonishing. They do a great job of taking care of their own. And I always tell people, you're never going to get the love anywhere else like you got at Iowa State. You know, we were treated like gods out there. I felt like we did a good job of, of giving love and respect back and always showing that. But there's, there's no place like home. I always tell people that Ames, Iowa will always be home for me. And I love being there, and there's so much love, and I love all the people that are there. So I would, I would just tell guys, don't, don't rush to get your life started. Enjoy the now. Be present. Right foot in front of left. You have an amazing situation, and just soak all of that in, because sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. That's awesome advice. And I know you're coming back for your camp, and you got your golf event uh, coming up, uh, fundraiser there, and then hopefully get you back here for the reunion as well. Uh, tell us a little bit about your summer and, and your plans to come back and how people can get involved in uh, in the things you're putting on here in Ames. Uh, yeah, so my fourth uh, annual uh, George Neang basketball camp is, is going to be uh, July 28th. It's a Sunday, so uh, hopefully everybody can come through. Um, it's going to be from 9 to 4, so I'd be really excited that we can come out. It's $125.00. Come down, have fun, play basketball, meet me, meet some people, meet some special guests that I'm going to be bringing in. We're giving out a ton of free stuff, basketballs, backpacks, T-shirts, sweatshirts, all free. So if people want to come down be a part of a fun day, definitely do that. Obviously, I'm excited about that, but I'm even more excited about, you know, the golf out in the next day, uh, Monday, July 29th. I can't wait to get out there. It's going to be at uh, Ames golf and, and country club they always do a great job of uh taking care of me and uh taking care of the golfers you know it should be another fun day with proceeds going to um charity and we're really looking to just have a great time and and be involved in the community and and just enjoy being around so many great cyclones you touched on it earlier that you guys almost have given back this last thing for you here but you have always done that above and beyond whether it was at iowa state in the g league 
in the NBA. I know you're very involved in the community there in Salt Lake. Why, why is it so important to you to always make sure that you use the platform that you have? To be honest with you, I, I think it's, uh, it's special to me. Um, you know, I think I realize in this life that people have been given uh, bad hands, and that's nothing that they've done or self-inflicted. You just, it happens. Life gets tough, and you're uh, not able to be as successful due to some circumstances. And I, I definitely want to give back because I know how fortunate I was and how great my life was. And I've been lucky enough to have been helped and, and given so much support in my life to make my life so great that I just want to be that helping hand that other people haven't had in their life. Well, it was awesome catching up with you, George. Really looking forward to seeing you this summer. And uh, congratulations. That was a fun year, good year for you. And I, I think you took a big step forward as a player. So I, I'm really excited for you. Thanks so much. And uh, so the proceeds will be going to uh, YSF this year. Um, it, it, it's supporting youth. And it's a residential treatment program. So I just I forgot that I didn't mention that. So thank you to YSF for you know partnering up with us. And we're excited to give that. Looking forward to that as well. Thanks, George. Appreciate your time. All right, John. You take it easy. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.